Bruise Beats and Eats, the podcast. Record mode, set the EQ for Dolby. Yeah. This is Old Head Ed, back at it again. Thank you for joining us once again. Um, this week, we're going to continue the, 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 we're going to continue the theme of the producer. Um, this, this man that I have with me in studio today, shouts to Solar System Studios, is, um, is the mind behind Paradigm Music, um, He's, he's working, he's been working on music for as long as I remember. When I met him, he was steady in the lab working on a, working on beats with a ASR 10 keyboard. If, if I get the numbers or the letters wrong, you he's going to let me know. Um, and uh, even up to this day, he taught at Full Sail for some time, graduated Full Sail. I, I ain't seen him in a minute, so this is going to be a hell of a journey into, into getting to know where he's been where he's at and all that in between i'm talking about none other than brother mike yeah brother mike what's up how's it going brother i'm doing well how you feeling man good man bro it's such a pleasure to have you in studio likewise man, man. This dope, is dope dope like i was saying brother mike produces he's been producing for a minute ever since i've known him he's been working on music um back to north miami days want to say 96 97 circa 96 97 and he was always busy um one of one of four cats that rented out a house uh yeah it was yeah it was it was it was the, what we knew as a frat style it was like the closest thing i had been to a frat because i didn't go to college so the closest thing i had been to a frat was being in this house and it's not just being in this house with four people but it's um or visiting four people that lived in this house but it was just the creative energy that went on everywhere you went and then all four corners somebody was doing something creative Mike, Mike held down the music production. Mike, how'd you get into producing music? My dad, it's funny, you had mentioned in a previous podcast how, you know, Hispanics, when they get microphones, they just want to record and shit. (laughs) My dad, growing up, he had a real heavy, you know, Cuban, he had a real heavy accent. Okay. And, but he would love Motown. He would love uh, soul music. So I grew up listening to that in the background, and he he used to do like karaoke recording to a tape deck, really, <laughs> like some Lou Rawls shit. Okay, him singing, but with a heavy accent, <laughs> so be like singing Lou Rawls, "You'll Never Find <laughs> a Love Like Mine," <laughs> and I have some of these tapes. You're gonna miss my loving. <laughs> <laughs> so music was always <clears throat> there. And then you know my parents got divorced, and I moved with my mother, and my brother and sister moved with my father. I was in Carroll City, they were in Little Havana, and my, when I, my sister got into rhyming, she used, okay. to, she used to MC, she used to work on demos, I'd be like eight, she's older than me, like by five, six years. Okay. I remember vividly, I was like eight or nine, dude, and my sister would take me to the producer's house, really? and she'd be rhyming, you know, my sister um, would breakdance to and graffiti so she was like wow. all elements yes that's she knew chilski she was good friends with chilski okay. okay who who later I, I i saw in you know in in my time during the zulu nation yeah so she was always in the hip-hop scene and i was kind of still young and i would just see it and i remember i would call her you know and i missed her i wanted to see her my brother too and i would mm. visit my dad like once a month yeah i said janet rhyme for me and i was like eight or nine rhyme for me that roxanne Chante. Roxanne, you know, because I, I don't know, I loved it. And then she would, okay. And she'd be like, Roxanne, um, now educated rappers, I'll give you a fit. And if you try to talk to me, you're full of shit. And the truth <laughs> and the facts that I don't need you. Your IQ was really 1.2. And so the idea of rhythmic rhyming, eight, eight or nine years old, I was 
And then my dad remarried this much younger woman okay. who was into hip hop. Wow. And so when I visit my dad, <laughs> he there'd be your MTV raps in the background. So that's when I first saw the videos. Cause you'd one thing to hear it. Yes. But then you see Run DMC. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing when the videos came out, paid in full. Yeah, yeah. And for a kid that age, it was like, wow, just mind blowing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I know, is, my, is this too much? Is this too detail oriented? <laughs> I was, was going to say yeah. So you need to tone it down a bit, Mike. Oh, yeah. All right, fast forward. Just <laughs> yeah. just to let you know, music has always been something really Correct. important in my life. Okay, fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> and then one one lonely day in 1976. About 4.56 in the afternoon. All right, I'm getting too specific. No, no, go ahead. Um, what I was going to say is, uh, fast forward, I... Met. I went into Blue Note Records. Okay. And you know, um, DJ Chris was now a DJ Classic. He yes. mentioned how he would go into Blue Note. Correct. And coincidentally, today, earlier today, I was at a record convention because I collect records. Nice. And I saw Bob from Blue from Note, Blue who was the, the owner. Yes. And um, I told him, hey, man, I heard this podcast where DJ Chris mentions you. And I go, man, you, you've been such a an influence and, yes. and you, you don't even know it. Yeah, yeah. Because that was a hub. Yeah, you know, and I used to go there. I had like a job washing cars. I had I worked at the flea market on the weekends. Like shit, you're almost I'm 16 yeah. years old. You're hustling. This is literally it. working at a flea market. All I remember, it was a 12-hour shift from wow. six in the morning to six p.m. and six in the morning to six p.m. for 50 bucks. But I would take that money, go to Blue Note, buy records. I was obsessed with music. Yeah, you know, making the tapes. Yeah, yeah. And I would fucking OCD. I, I would write a list of. Alright, this is mix one. I had here all uh, the songs. Tone yeah. Vokes, Wild Thing, yes. followed by <laughs> Young MC's Bust the Move. Yeah, I was making my own mixtape. My posse's on Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At 10 years old making tapes. And then um eventually I bought uh, Zulu Grams, who lived with me in that house. Okay. I bought an ASR 10 from him. And that's kind of uh... what be- began me physically going on a beat machine and making a beat chopping it up okay and it was soon after that that i moved into that house that you mentioned okay what was it 95 92 what was how did it be 96 i'm gonna say 96 and that the house was monumental because it's almost like every room was a, a, a element of hip-hop because you had danny fatskins that was kind of the the, the visual element visual, yeah. you had grems had his room where he was the the b-boy, b-boy graffiti yeah. and mc he yeah. was all in one yeah, yeah. uh tech masters in the tech masters he was part of a crew called tech no masters. he was rock steady crew but he was rock did he rhyme well, with the am i thinking oh a rhyming well he did a lot of production back then okay and he was an influence early on because i would see him and i would go with him to the studio and that's when i first saw studio equipment and oh this is mm. how uh, album is made this is how a song is made yeah and he used to work with like Zoe Pound back in the day he worked with Mangu yes. and I remember going with Mangu to Marlon studio because yes. he, he you know he got signed and it was it was going to be yeah, a big yeah. on their island he had that a song mm. and I'm 17 years old there um in the heart of Marlon Studio, seeing all the uh, Pro Tools yeah. equipment. The Marlon Studio it, you're talking about is uh, Washington and 12th, I think. Yeah, it was. it's like the by Mar- the bar, the there's a door. Yeah. Multi million dollar studio. Yeah, and in I there. think that became eventually, was it that that become Death Island South? Death, uh, well, I think Chris Island Blackwell owned it, owned the, 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 yeah, it was Island affiliated. Island or something, yeah, yeah. But going there and seeing all the equipment, oh, I was just bugging out, like, wow. And that's what kind of led, and then eventually, making beats there, chopping up records. And in the process of chopping up records, 
it opened up my 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 worldview to different types of music. So it, I was just hip hop and R and B. Yeah. And then, but that opened me up to the Doors and the Beatles and you know the staple classic yeah, rock stuff. Yeah. And and you know, um, and then that led me to eventually go into full sale. I got my degree there. And um, okay, before you, before you yeah. go any further, it's funny you you say that because I think I had new I had new of heard of some of these vintage American rock bands. <clears throat> and um, but the first time I actually sat down and listened to it was was hanging out with you. Uh, you said the doors the first one, and I remember we used to you used to play the record. You'd be like, "No, oh, listen, listen, listen," and everybody would stop. And then you hear, "I am the Lizard King." No, no, you got the story wrong. Okay, no, we'll, we'll bring it back. Then. No, Led Zeppelin. I had told you guys, hey, supposedly there's a subliminal oh, no. message where if you play the record backwards. backwards it says, and it does, it sounds like it says, uh, I'm not saying it is subliminal, but it sounds like it says, it says, here's to my sweet Satan. That's what yeah. it says, right? Yeah. And I said, God, that's when I said, guys, shut up. And I played it backwards, right? No, but check this out. This is a story that you, you forgot. We heard it, right? And we were like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like that, right? Okay, whatever. I took the record off. Then I put Far Side. Uh, drop. I had the single. Yeah. Drop one of them, one of them Far Side. Yeah, yeah, of the second album. And right when I dropped the needle, this is after doing the Led Zeppelin. Thing. Yeah. It said, the devil. And we left the room. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. We're like, yo, we out. Yes. Because the timing of hearing that shit and then, and then you dropping drop the, needle. the needle, right? And we went back to the song and the song didn't have that word. Yeah. Because we were listening back to it. We were like, where, where did that come in? We bounced. Yeah. And we went to that place in the pictures. I think that's the day. Yeah. That's I remember we were... that vivid. Yeah. yeah that's right. But no, but you did anyway. put me on to... Um, um, uh, Riders of the Storm, you, you kept playing House on the Hill. And I was like, yo, what is this? So I'm like, I would sit there knowing that Mike was going to come up with something really creative, and I would just like sit there and just, yo, go ahead, play whatever you want to play. So in that sense, yeah, like the Doors, I actually sat down and listened to Doors, the Doors album in your presence, um, or if it was that, or Led Zeppelin. Um, a lot of weed influence. Yeah, there was a lot of that around. Yeah. Apparently, from what I heard. We were smoking good. <laughs> yeah. Like so. And yeah. continue to. The, hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were just ahead of your time. Yeah. You knew it was going to become legal eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were ahead of the Pioneers. curve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now, back, let me get back on track here. Now, now full sale. Um, at some point, you decided I'm going to go to school full sale. I've already <clears throat> created this this bond. I have this connection with music and making music and um, and producing. And then you said you wanted to take it to the next level, so you go to full sale. How was that? How did that turn? Well, how did that start? It was a good experience, but in <laughs> retrospect, and I think one of your other guests went to full sale. And mm -hmm. Orion, yes, yeah, Orion, Orion, and I, I, I understand him. You can, you we're both, we're both, yeah, in the sense that. In retrospect, because of the cost, school, I didn't know back then that I'm still paying school loans that's to this rough. day. That's rough. I could, and it's true. And you're damn near 70. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm going on 75 next year. <laughs> <laughs> and, and kid, I'm still paying that back. And that was like 20 years ago. So what I thought would be a $30,000 investment with the interest rates becomes a fucking... And it's true what he said. You could just buy some equipment. YouTube videos. Well, back then there was that wasn't, wasn't that. but but now. you can learn this shit, and it's a lot of it is marketing to appeal to 
you know, your dreams and the journey that you will take if you need to, you know, come to our school and you will become famous. Like, yeah. oh, you know, it's this fucking dream that they, they feed you. Yeah. And I fed into it a little bit. Yeah. But besides that, it was a good experience. I learned some shit. I met some friends along the way. But yeah, I would have done it differently. But then I went back and taught there for like a year and a half. Okay. Okay. Um, do, you, do you think that um, <clears throat> having the experience of going through the programs there that helped you as far as um, expounding information to the to the kids that you were teaching yeah man it was cool interacting with all these kids and and um i was basically i was a lab instructor for the pro tools and midi department okay so that's when these kids are in, for the first some of them for the first time they have this keyboard in front of them and the digital you know back then it was digital performer that was was in the lab okay. it was just a doll back then now they have probably Ableton, you know, that's the, okay. new, the new shit. Yeah. But anyways, and the magic of them, oh man, I, this is like a blank slate. And, you know, there was sound modules. They all had their own little kind of cubicle with their sound where they yeah. can just learn how things interact and connect. So it was good that, to be a guide and, be, and like, you'd see, you, you'd mention certain things yeah. and their eyes would open. Oh shit, like it, it opens a neuron in their mind that, that you never know that <clears throat> neuron might cause a, a, a kind of a that butterfly effect where it turns into man if i didn't find that out at that moment i would not have become yeah. who i am type of yeah. thing i believe in that yeah yeah these little moments like me meeting uh the rhythm rocker and yes. that led to the zoo nation and a lot of things so it's like if i wouldn't have gone there you know the little things yeah. if, if i would have made a left instead of a right Correct. If I would have left the house five minutes earlier, it's so decisions it, yeah. made. Decisions made at the moment that you feel don't have any any circumstance or any weight to them, and but you, if you only knew, and you, you won't be able to know. In until, retrospect, right? Yeah, yeah, no. I, I love that and how delicate, you know, delicate life yes. is in, in that regard. I'm sorry, I got real philosophical there for a second, but um, where were we? Well, philosophy's good. Whether it's your philosophy or my philosophy, I think very deeply. Um, I think very deeply. Yeah, but no. So we're talking. So you're teaching the young minds. You're molding the young minds at full sail. And um, are you seeing a lot of you in them? Or yeah, yeah. But then I also see a lot of kids that they're in it to appear like as if they're in the music. And there's one Ah. thing to have that passion and drive to want to really dig when no one's looking digging in the manual mm. you know when yeah. no one's there to be but and a lot of kids they flogging you know they, they, yeah, they're yeah. like pretending yeah yeah like with anything when i was in the zulu nation there was kids that went in there for the knowledge yeah and there's kids that went in there for how will i appear mm. that's just you know with anything in life yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah but i did see myself in, in kids as far as oh this kid has drive he has like uh he's curious he wants okay. to learn and some kids were just you know laid back they weren't really into it yeah. so you know humanity that's it that's it <laughs> that's exactly how it happens is the, is the direct reflection of what we see we encountered on a daily basis but it was dope man and i learned a lot because uh, they, they had this pro tools thing going on where um, certifying tra- uh, um, trainers to learn pro tools and you get certified so I, I went through that even though i haven't used pro tools in a while i use ableton now okay. to work on music but yeah. It was a good experience, man, but it feels like a lifetime ago because I graduated a while ago in 2000, right before 9 11. Wow, yeah, so it has been some time. And that, and back then, the industry was different. There's much more home studios now. A lot of people yes. are doing their shit at home. Mm-hmm. Then there was a little bit more reliance on you have to go to a recording studio to record. Yeah. So, and that was pre 9 11, but I think after 9 11, 
it, it became more home studio based, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you, I hear you. And then, <clears throat> is there um, is there any specific, I, I remember you used to get busy with samples and you used to flip samples. Um, is, there, is there any specific type of music that you like to take from one era and then really use to your, um, use to kind of like lay down, down the groundwork of your production? Kid. Where I have found true gems as far mm -hmm. as stuff that hasn't been used before is like these old Spanish records. Okay. Um, you, I go to a thrift store and you look at these album covers, it's like Roberto Carlos, and it's him looking off in the distance. Yes. Yo, that's where the ill shit is. Yeah. String, these real eerie, yeah. like right before he sings, Mi amor, there's like a ill sample there in between the Mi amor. Yeah. So those Spanish records all day, son. Yeah. Man, and there's a Spanish record to this day that I have. Okay. They, I don't even see it on Discogs because they, they 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 recorded it here in Miami and it's called a Sueco. Sueco. And it, yeah, it's like from the 70s, a Spanish okay. record. And the guys, he, he he looks like he's from Miami and they printed it in Miami. It was only mm -hmm. so when you go to a thrift store, you only see these records in Miami. Yeah, because you they, know they, they don't leave just, here. They don't leave here. Yeah, but they they're in thrift stores. Yeah, <laughs> you know, on people's homes, whatever. Yo, kid, this fucking album, you hear it, and every track, it was like. That's a sample, kid. Just ill. He's just jumping out at you. And some of it is like synth. Really? Breaks. Just and it's like, yo. And I look, I couldn't find the guy online. So those are the extra dope ones. Yeah. And I'll show you one day. I have a whole bunch of loops and no, shit. We, we, that. We do this. We're gonna. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's my it. thing, man. I, I I collect records. I, I chop them up. But I also do electronic music. It's, okay. But I'll, I'll also blend the two things. Where I'll I'll chop up, let's say, drums but also incorporate electronic kicks and snares. So you have kind of that best of both worlds okay. where you have that kind of break beat yeah. programming where it sounds like a mm -hmm. chopped up, but you also have synths. Yeah. So it's like a combo and the album I'm working on is kind of a good blend, I think, of those two worlds, you know, the sample based and electronic. Nice, nice. What's the name of the album? It's an EP. Okay. It's called Darwin. Okay. And um, I'm, I'm pretty much finished with it. I'm just mixing it, you know what I mean? And, I'm really excited about it. It's very different. It's experimental. It's not, you know, um, I'm not just saying this, but I really don't think there's anything out. Like you hear it, you may like it or not, but mm -hmm. you'll, you'll, I think you'll admit, wow, that's, that's original. Yeah. In a good or bad way. Yeah. But um, I'm excited about it, man. And um, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been going to the studio because I really want as good of a mix as humanly possible because okay. you can only rely on your own ears in your own room, studio room for so long. Yeah. And what might sound loud, like you might have, oh, the bass sits good in this room. Yeah. It's just the room that you're in is so terrible acoustically that you take that same mix in a car and it's like, oh my God, it's too much bass. Yeah. And so you gotta get, you know, it's good to have that second ear, a, a acoustically treated environment. If you wanna do it right. Yeah. Now you could do a demo shit and, and, and some shit that sounds dope as hell some people do things in their home that's better than what people go through in the it's, studio yeah it's with what you got it's it's yeah. madlib does beats i think mainly on like an sp404 or some shit and he does iller shit than people who have fifty thousand pieces yes. of, of equipment who, so yeah, anything they can think of imagine if they have in front of them they still don't come out even close to and what? the limitations that that gives you because now and that's one thing i felt victim to i have a million drum sounds a million mm. kicks and snares and hats and when you have too many and there's so many plugins and you get like a thousand plugins a, a million sounds and the enormity of your choices paralyzes you I where you're that. like oh man I, 
I don't know. But where you had a, a that's why I'm trying like, all right, let me choose 40 kicks. And these are the, these kicks are going to be a part. Yeah. The best ones. Cause you'll, you'll, you'll be, and that's what I used to do. I, you know, a hermit in my room. I've made 500 beats that no one's listened to, but me. (laughs) So now I'm in a phase in my life where, man, all right, man, I fucking, I've I've been through the trenches. I've studied, but no one's looking manuals, YouTube videos, learning Ableton, learning this and that audio engineering techniques, how to mix, how to compress reverb. And now to the point where it's like, yo, I have to release something. It's almost like this pressure inside of me where if I don't do it, I, I would just be so hard on myself. So, Every little chance I get, I work a little bit, a little bit in this album, and I'm, I'm I'm putting a lot of thought into this one. Best foot forward, you know what I mean? Excellent, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Darwin, it's a conceptual record, you know, about nice. evolution, okay, and biology. So a lot, a lot of the li- there's some lyrics in there. I rap a little bit. Some of it is kind of like spoken words. Some of it is spitting, spitting, Bart- rapping, yeah. rap stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it, it it has lyrical references to you know the earth and volcanoes and oceans and it's it's about nature and us evolving also musically and the art evolving you know because there's always that temptation and i love that boom bap shit yeah stop you know chopping samples but then you get to a point where it's like damn we did that Mm -hmm. that's been hit in the head that's and that's not to say because my work my next project i wanted to be is just sample based like my version of donuts you know what i mean okay just like yes chop up samples and shit yeah but I'm trying to do something that's like off the beaten path yeah. and see what I could do, man. Taking risks and hopefully the risks pay off. Damn. But I'm ho- I can't wait for you to hear it. Hopefully by the end of this month, it'll be done. Love, yo. Uh, definitely. I can't wait to hear it. You did bless me with the track off of it. I was thoroughly impressed. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to more of that, man. For sure. For sure. So with that, O-Head Ed's here. I got Brother Mike with me. Yeah. Uh, you got to know him a bit. And you're going to get to know him a lot more. So stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this segment and we'll see y'all on the other side when it comes to the bruise. I'm feeling adventurous. Maybe I'll try something new. about a logger or porter? Pills or Belgian or stout? Bruise Beats and Easter Podcast. Second segment. Brother Mike, Old Head Ed. And this is where we touch base on bruise now yeah brother mike yes sir uh <laughs> from what i understand is your people reached out to my people and said you're not much of a beer drinker to begin with yes my uh publicist who doesn't exist <laughs> my non-existent publicist not paula. <laughs> paula that's her name abdul <laughs> sure <laughs> you know opposite to track <laughs> yeah, so what well, with that, I think there's a good reason why you don't drink, but... Two steps forward. Two steps back. Straight up, not tell me. Okay. Do you really want to love me forever? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no. This is don't, still... don't stop recording, man. No, you got to keep we, this. No, we don't edit at all. Oh, okay, okay. This is still Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. Don't turn your dials away from this. We still got Brother Mike in the house. Yeah. And uh, what we're doing this time around is... Brother Mike is not much of a beer drinker. And um, I found the loophole. It's not the first time I had to find a loophole, but I figured, you know what? Teas are brewed. Herbal teas, you know, they're brewed. Those, they, they fall under the brew category. So what we're going to do is we're going to give Brother Mike four different teas to taste. Um, start from your left, go towards your right, take a sip, let it sit, 
Let me know. Let me know what you think. Is it something you've had before? Something that's familiar? Is it something that you'll never drink again, or something you wouldn't mind going back to? So with that, I'm gonna start off with the first sample. It's your left, and this is from the Honest Tea Company, and it's their Peach Ula Long. So I can't lie about the taste of this. Hey, the tea don't lie. No, honest. I can't lie about this. No, honestly, it's like a truth serum. Is what I'm drinking. I can't. All right. Yes. Let me see. Honest. Let's Please do this. enjoy. So this is a. Uh, gold, gold, gold. <laughs> I don't want that that quiet silence. Well, that's why I'm, so I'm adding to... I'm adding sound effects. Well, I'm gonna talk over it anyways. So. Gulp, gulp, okay. gulp, gulp. So uh, this was actually a mix between a black and green tea. Yeah, it um, feels kinda... natural. It tastes natural. Like, okay. Uh, uh, EGO friendly. I just made up that acronym. NGO. <laughs> NGO. EGO. Eagle. Eagle friendly. Eagle friendly. It's for. If anybody's worried about protecting the ego, this is the tea. It's it's very ego friendly. Um, I, I, I I sense the 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 plantage, the plantage, the, <laughs> the herbage, the herbage. The, when the I point. drink it, it feels real natural. Like really, if I went into an Amazonian forest and I'm amongst their people and it's like we've got tea for you, tea for and you. I drink yes. it from the, like real natural. Yes, from and like I, as a part of a ceremony. Part of a ceremony. Yeah. Kind of like Indiana Jones in the yeah. temple. <laughs> And then you turn And around. then I drink this. And you go. And that, this is what I feel like authentic. This is the real tea right here. Nice. This is James yeah. Brown. James Brown. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's, I'm glad you like that. So it has the right amount of foliage. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. This one, um, I, I'm new to new to the tea game. Um going, what? you know, I'm going along with this kind of like, freestyling. Um gotta get on and for for a reason, for some reason they I guess they some of these they um actually give you the how many milligrams of caffeine they have in it. You mean MGs? The the MGs <laughs> to go with the EGOs. <laughs> MGs. 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 This one has 62 milligrams of caffeine. Um, this one right here, the second one. No, the first one, the oh, honest okay. tea. I feel it. The I honest feel it. tea. Honestly, it's got 62. Uh, milligrams of caffeine. 62. It'll keep you awake. Uh, you're you said 60 though, and then you went to 62. Did Can I? we get a precise number? I, I'm in a bidding war right now. <laughs> All right, you're rounding down. 60 milligrams sold. <laughs> this is unlistenable. All right. <laughs> well, this is <laughs> this is why I started a podcast because I'm like you know what? Nobody wants to listen to me. Let me just talk into a device and record it. It's gonna be canceled after this episode. <laughs> But before we cancel it, let's get to the second tea. Okay. This is from the uh, the Fresh Market. Is their own tea. Uh, it's Fresh Market for my South Florida listeners. It's a local uh, market here, and uh, that's their green tea. And they say it's light and lightly sweetened, and it's organic. It feels swampy. Does it? Marsh. There's a swamp like has, <laughs> has a heavy marsh. I'm gonna wake day. up tomorrow like the swamp thing. <laughs> swamp thing with with. <laughs> <birds>. <laughs> It's swampy, man. I don't know about this. So Are you I, sure this is a tea that's commercially available, or you just went to the back rim, the pond, was, and you just kind of grabbed was, pond? I want to say that there was a guy. Because I see seaweed inside. <laughs> Dude, man, you know you got to be kinder to your guests, man. To be, were you desperate? I, oh shit, I don't have anything, any tea. I'm looking for the fourth tea, so I'm gonna go to the backyard of the pond. Yeah, you figured me out. It's a dead grass. I've been, in there. I've been exposed. I've been exposed. Okay. so I say nay on that one. Okay. A little too natural. Too natural. 
<laughs> okay, so we're gonna move on to the third one with that in mind, and this is a uh, matcha love. Matcha. Matcha. This is Japanese matcha and ginger, which is um I learned recently that uh, matcha is actually the ground. It's ground green tea leaves. So they ground it down, pulverize it, turn it into a powder. Uh, matcha is good because it gives you a gentle boost of energy naturally, and uh, it also helps with mental clarity. The only thing is, I prefer more aggressive. Boosts of energy, not gentle. Not gentle. No, I need no, more don't. aggressive. Like I want to drink this shit. You want to be taking advantage. <laughs> you, you want your, you want your energy <laughs> boost to be a, a, an so aggressive, kicking, kicking the gonads. <laughs> like MOP. I'm gentle. I don't know about gentle, smooth. I'm a manly man who likes teas, and yes. not beer. <laughs> this is so sad. No, but it's all right, now nah, you know what? Uh, I like it. Okay, you approve of. I don't that know one. how to describe it, but I like it. The, the good thing is that you didn't describe it as water fished out of a bucket from a retention pond. Right. <laughs> no, so that was, right. No, so it's... that's good. So that's an improvement. Yeah. That's an improvement. Dope, dope. So let's go on to the fourth one. We're having such a blast with this one. This is uh, EVT, or um, EVY, EVT. And this is a cold brew chamomile with lavender. So there's actually a color in there. Now for this one, I gotta get the pinky out. Yes, please do, please <laughs> do. If not, you'd be uncivilized. See this, this I could get with because yes. there's apple juice vibes in there. Okay. <clears throat> Maybe that's the lavender. Maybe. What is lavender? Lavender? I thought that was a color. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like they, they put color, color in there? <laughs> no, but it must be a... No, lavender's a plant. I don't want to sound ignorant. It's stupid. I know but a lot of other... This is the right place. This is the right place but, for it. But Welcome. This, this is the thing. I know a lot of other things. A lot of... I just, just don't know about la what lavender is. Lavender is. Lavender We gotta look plant. it up. Get your research and development team on it. <laughs> You know, they still haven't showed what up to work. Still? They still Fuck, have not man. showed up to work, bro. When they show up, call me back. Yes, and then they do this officially. But yeah, so, that was. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yes, that's chamomile and lavender. Um, EBT. Um, that one, from what I understand, was the the way it came. Now, to what does EBT work. stand for? Uh, no, no, no. We're not buying groceries with this. It's not EBT. <laughs> Did I say EBT? Electronic uh, debit oh. uh, transactions. <laughs> Electronic banking transaction. If you have to know, that one I do know. It's electronic banking transaction. <coughs> EV. And what do people say ATM machine? When ATM stands for automatic teller machine. So you'll be saying machine twice. You tell somebody, go it's to the automatic teller machine. It's machine. Redundant. So you say, I'm going to the ATM. And you don't say, I'm going to the ATM machine. So yo, you're dropping some, some knowledge. Yo, Podcast Planet. From now on, let's start this trend. Hashtag just say ATM. <laughs> No machine. That extra machine has <laughs> Fight the machine. Fight the rage against the rage machine. Rage against the machine. <laughs> yo, yo, it's true. Redundant. It's redundant. Yeah, yeah it's too redundant many machines. Why, why? Why machine machine? Maybe it's, just people don't know what the acronym stands for. I'm sure that's be what ignorant, it is. Ignorant, ignorant. They say, oh, that's a machine. That's an ATM machine. That's I don't know what the M stands for, but, but I know that's a machine. machine. But if I knew what the M stands for, I wouldn't say machine. Because exactly. it's inside. Acronym, yes, ear me now. Lessons on acronyms, <laughs> knowledge, knowledge. <laughs> I told y'all it don't always happen when it does. Grab it, <laughs> these are gems being dropped. Oh, also, I forgot to mention we do, like always, <clears throat> we do have the uh pretzels for the cleansing of the palate. Funny enough, you've gone through all four teas already, you didn't have to cleanse the palate in between, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the pretzels. My palate is fully cleansed, lovely. Lovely, you've taken it through the cycle, <laughs> yeah. through the cleansing cycle. So, so with that, 
Brother Mike was so kind enough to, to, to taste, sample the teas. Um, again, from left to right. Brother Mike, can you give us a, just a rating, a ranking system? The Harvest. Okay. Well, there's actually, it's Honest. Honest, right. Yes. It, My handwriting <laughs> says Harvest. <laughs> I guess it, it, they should call it Harvest because you harvest tea. The goodness. You know, yeah, the Harvest, the goodness. <laughs> yes. Honest. Honest. Second place. Second place. Fresh, not so fresh. <laughs> this is the one that was from the, the, from the, the from pond. The, from the pond. <laughs> In the backyard. Where the fish were floating upside down. <laughs> Number four, where the dead cricket was floating. <laughs> matcha. Okay. Sounds like a reggae, like a... <laughs> matcha! Matcha! <laughs> I forgot. I can't even rate it because I forgot. So maybe it was not that more... You can go back to it. That's true. I have that option. Yes, please. You can go back to Gulp. it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that one's third place, and, and, okay. and Evie, I would say first, first place. EBT. Did I say honest was first? No, this is no, no. You Evie you is first. Yes, you honest, honest second. Too. Yes, you definitely give, give it honest the two. Just remind me not to smoke before this podcast next time. Smoke afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but the, my the memory. People, the people. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's no, your name again? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Bruce Beats and Easter podcast. Old head at brother Mike. He ran through the T's. He gave you his ideas. So you could say that we dotted our I's and crossed our T's. Yeah. And that's where we're at. Stay tuned. Bruise is over. We're going to get into beats. Bruise Beats and Eats, the podcast. Old Head Ed, Brother Mike, back at it again. We're in this third segment of the podcast. And uh, this segment, we start, we will discuss, we will discuss more music. We, we, we handled the Bruise segment. Uh, before that, you got to know Brother Mike a little bit, um, production-wise, and uh, his story when it came to um, arriving at a place where he decided to make music. Uh, heard about his sister MCing. Uh, working at a studio and his influences early on there. So now we talk about the music that Brother Mike is listening to nowadays, or the music that he most likes, stuff that he goes back to. Brother Mike, what do you what do you listen to now? So is it we talking about hip hop, or is it this could be anything? Anything. I mean, everything finds its way back to hip hop, though. With right. me, for some reason, everything finds its way back. But whatever you're listening to now, man, you know the only thing. In the 2010s, as far as hip hop, okay, for me personally, that I've heard and has like thrown me back, like yo, this is amazing. What's that? You know, is all those Kendrick albums, those okay. first three Kendrick albums. Okay, blow it, it blows my mind. If you really listen to, it, and also from an engineering standpoint, now that's a perspective that I like to hear. Oh yeah, man, from just the time they put into every sound, and you could tell a lot of love and creative rhyme patterns and flows and just incredible. I read an article that one of the engineers, uh, the main engineer, I think his name is Ali, like he would, he spends like, he spent like 10 hours on just the kick, how in the King Kunta track, King Kunta. Really? Just to get the right kick to sculpt it. Because when you hear these songs on the radio, you, it's not just the guy makes the beat and then you rhyme over it and that's it. Yeah. There's a process of, 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 that's why they have those million dollar boards to like, apply effects, compression, so that everything sticks out and nothing clashes with each other. Because, okay. you know, kicks and bass, they reside in the same range. Yeah. So to yeah, be able to... I was going to ask you That's a whole skill that. in itself. Now, I'm, I'm not even claiming I, I mastered. That's why I have someone engineer it. Yeah. I'm more focused on making the music. And I said, let me rely on someone else to really 
<laughs> you know. Yeah, focus on that. I, I mix to an extent, so yeah. that when I take it to the studio. But anyways, those Kendrick albums, man, that's blowing my mind. What am I listening to now? Man, you know this dope artist? I think she's Chilean. I don't know exactly where she's from. Like the Rosalia. 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 Okay. Ill, man. She like has these flamenco, these ill beats, and she sings. And it's, you got to look her up. Her video's online. Really? Okay. Real dope. As far as MCs, besides, you know, I'm, I'm just talking about recent. I'm not yeah. going back into 95 because we all know yeah. the classics there. Daylight. Yeah, we try. We all know. Yeah. But like modern, maybe even like uh, pre-Maga, uh, uh, Kanye. You oh, know? Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Pre-Red Hat. Uh, uh, you know, man, those albums are undeniable. Yeah. Beautiful Dark Twist. So when I'm, when I'm talking about hearing an album that blows me away, now that I, I have not heard tons of dope beats and rhymes, that you hear all day. Yeah. It's almost like there's so many dope beats and rhymes that it almost becomes um, monotonous, like n- numb in the sense because like oh, that's, oh, that's, that's another you're, dope you're, beat you're, and yes. another rhyme on a dope. You beat. become des- desensitized. Yeah, desensitized. okay, another dope rhyme, but I'm, I'm an album guy. Okay, so it's the like construct of putting the together. construct and how one song flows into another mm, and mm. how emotional roller coaster. You know what I mean? That's why I think to pimp a butterfly, it's fucking. Amazing man. I mean, if you really sit down and listen to what that guy did, and even Damn and the first album, Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. No, that's the only thing in the hip hop realm that's really, really impressed me in the last like ten years. And yeah. also, special uh, honorable mentions to there's, there's a guy named Saba. I think he's real Saba. Dope. I've heard of his him. album was dope. I still haven't. W- the album is really good. Is it man. okay? I'm you know, it's those Chicago that. MCs, man, that yeah. really take the art form. I think. You know, in, in, in this era of young and the littles and the youngs and the, and the SoundCloud rap, man. Yeah. There's these choice MC, uh, MCs out there that are really doing... Of course, you know, J. Cole's mentioned. I don't really yeah, listen to a lot of J. Cole. I should. I probably should. Because I know he's You won't be disappointed, but you know. Yeah, you really don't have to get into that because you, you've, you've heard some things and you know that uh, the quality of music he puts out. Yeah, yeah. He's, so you he's don't have dope. To... I give him props The what I've heard. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... um. There's this chick called um, Tierra Wack, Chicago MC. I've seen her name around several She's times. She's ill. She did an album that was, each song was a minute long, and okay. it's 13 minutes long. And you literally put it in iTunes, and it's 13 minutes. And each wow. track is exactly a minute. And she has a music video, and it's crazy. Like, super I, creative. I think I've seen Next the level, almost like a new Missy. And okay. as far as, like... Whoa, this is the visual out component. There. The visual component that goes along yes. with the music. And our concept. Yes. One minute songs. You know, that cool, that type of shit where it's like, oh, they put extra effort instead yeah. of just getting a trap beat and fucking mumbling and you know looking at your iPhone and not really putting love. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's the difference between in the 90s, you know, you heard De La So is dead. Uh they put thought into that shit. A lot of thought went into and, it. Chopping up a whole bunch of samples and dialogue from movies. Yeah. It takes time, son. Yeah, yeah. You, you can make a trap beat quick, kind of, you know what I mean? <laughs> Correct. You're not so, gonna spend time ten ten hours. You're not gonna spend ten hours trying to get the right kick or the right snare on a trap beat. It's it's there already for you to yeah. just use, you know what I mean? It, everything's become like fast food, you know what I'm saying? Music yes. is the equivalent. Instant you know, gratification. Whereas I, I don't want to sound like the old fogey. No, this like is the I, place I spoke for it. To you, this, <laughs> this old this, fogey. Yeah. yeah, this is the place for it. <laughs> like, hey, the, the the music nowadays. But you gotta admit, come on, son. All yeah. these youngs and the littles. It's, yeah, the a lot of it is terrible. Littles, yeah. a lot of it is terrible. It is. I could pretend and be like, oh yeah, yeah. Because you can lie to yourself and be like, no, I want to be 
fucking hip as the kids. Yes. Yeah, like this My shit. But inside you're like, what? No, this is terrible. It's bad. Your instincts fight mm-hmm. that. You're like, yeah. no, nah, I can't. But that's not to say there's not some ill shit in that genre. Because yes. like, um, I heard, I think Denzel Curry's record was pretty dope. Okay. He's a Miami artist. Okay. Um, you know, there's exceptions to the rule. I think Travis Scott's doing some creative things um, production-wise. Where it's like, okay, that's adventurous. I'm not really, I don't really, I haven't even heard the album, but the few things I've heard. Yeah. So I like it when, when people take it off center, you know, it's like, oh, okay, that's different. Yeah. Kind of like what Outkast did. Yes. You know, um, kind of like um, Tribe and, and Dayline and all that. But I think Kendrick right now is holding it's the, the, one the flame. For sure, for sure. It's for the advancement sure. of good, like, for, you know, like, I'm for so propelling, <laughs> propelling yeah, forward this this art form that we've all come to know and love, and who's had such a which has had such a major influence in our lives, in our development, so on and so in our in our our personalities. And um, I'm gonna tell you something, hip hop. There's hip hop that's just head nod, right? Yo, correct. I feel that. Oh, that's that piano sound. There's that, right? Yes. That we just. But then there's hip hop too. There, that I, it's rare where you hear it and you're emotionally. Invested in yeah. Wow, like like uh, let's say Blue Mind State. Okay. I am Pasta News. Yeah, I be I the am, new I generation be. of slaves. He and just that case. whole that whole thing, you know. It, it, I, I, I wish I, if if I was a rug cleaner, I bet I'd be. You'd have the cleanest rugs. I, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. just or, or fucking uh, Andre. Oh no, that's a limitless amount of me and everything around me is unstable like Chernobyl. Chernobyl. You know, ready to go at any moment, jumping like a pogo, pogo stick. stick. Yeah, yeah. Life never lived up to my expectations. You know, some shit. Yes. It's like, they so, don't or, do or, it. Or even be- they don't do it like that. Yet, softly, as if I played piano no, in, in the, the dark. dark. <laughs> Find a way to channel my, my anger, not to embark. It's The world's a stake. Yo, son, Andre 3000, that's another one I have to honorable mention. My favorite. I think my favorite three got to be Andre. Kendrick, man, I hate to, you know, I'm yeah. obviously not the, you know, being a old head, but old to the new, new to the old. Andre, Kanye, Kanye, I mean, I'm not Kanye, Kendrick, and uh, damn, what's a good third one, huh? The That's third just one. like, and you, you know, people are gonna say like Rakim, and yeah, of course, the, but the, if the Rushmore is Rushmore, the Rushmore, like the Mons, yeah, 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 you, you can, you already have those up. There. There's no point in putting them up there, so you, you go forward from there. Um, Who would you say no, like a uh, uh, honorable net where it's like, oh, okay. I, I up would, there. I, right now, off the top of the head, I would say Elzai. You know, I'm not familiar. Yeah. Okay, dope. That's, that gives me an opportunity to play some Elzai for you in a little bit. I'm open. But definitely Elzai, when it comes to putting together lyrics and bars and not missing a beat, like there's not a time where you feel like they took a day off right. when it came to writing. Like sometimes you'll hear cats come off, they'll blow your mind away with this lyrical dexterity, and you're like, oh, this guy's the greatest. And then like three songs later down the line, you're like, what? Like the same, the same person that that put together that, you know, put this out for it as as a product. Like it's horrible. There's one thing to do a dope ass song, but to do a dope album, I think is difficult. Yeah. You know where a okay, there's a the concept and the art matches with the concept and everything blends, and, and and that's rare nowadays. I think like yeah. the album, everything is yeah. just a collection of singles and like. Um, sending a, a beat to a rapper who's in another state, a hey, rap on, and send me back the vocals. They're yeah. not there in the same room no. with you. Yeah. When they recorded scenario, they were all in the room yes. and they would work off of the energy. Yes. Oh shit! 
uh, 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 Buster Rhymes <laughs> fucking killed it. We gotta step up, you yeah. know, at the end of the scenario. Yeah, exactly. And there's that, and you feel it when yeah. you hear the song like yeah. this, like they were all in the same room. Yeah. Whereas nowadays it's like phoned in. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Am, am I being like the old fogey? Uh? No. No, you're not. Because if I were to admit that, that means that I'm being the old fogey too. But I mean, that means I'm in good company. But I know there's a lot of dope underground hip hop. Like you mentioned, uh, uh, there's so many. Yeah, there's How many a, rappers are there now? There is so many. It's, it's, yeah. It's too and, much to keep which track. Which is, that's like, that. yeah. And that's my, um. I think that's like my, the saving grace. I think the saving grace is that for every whack, for every person that tells me like, oh, these young cats are horrible, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna disagree with you, but there is other options. There are other options. Yeah. You just have to find. You have to go. It's to not the on the radio. It's not on the radio. Yeah. Don't look. Yeah. You don't dig. look to your. Yeah. Don't look to your typical sources to find dope stuff. If you rely heavily on that, then you're not gonna find what you want, and then your your opinion about the scene or the music that comes out of it is gonna be exactly that. You'll be like, oh, that's garbage. No name. No name. Oh, what, what does man. that sound familiar? Uh, I think she's another Chicago rapper. Really? Another female MC, son, that listened to that record, son. Okay. Dope no as fuck. I think it's called Room 249. And she okay. spits. Really? Yeah, man. Oh, she spits. Um, no name. Okay. No name and uh, and the Tierra Wack. Check Tierra that out. Tierra Open your mind. Yes, they're doing some real different things that are real cool. That's good. And I think ultimately that's... I mean, it's one thing to do different just to, just to stand out. But not focus on what it is that you're doing differently. Yeah. And then actually putting together a project that's really good and it's also different. Like you manage to do something entirely different, but it could be wholly accepted by those who have um, encountered enough hip hop through the years. That's always my argument is a lot of times when people tell me, oh, you're just doing the old head thing. You're, you're, right. you're just don't knock the young kids. Why are you hating? That's a popular term. Why are you hating? And uh, you sound like your parents. And my argument is always, and I think I've shared it on the podcast before. My argument is like, yeah, my parents did say that what I was listening to was garbage, but they didn't have hip hop. They didn't have anything to compare it to. Right. We have a little bit more of um, a palate, if we're going to say. We have a little more of a, of a taste when it comes to it because we grew up listening to it. So now we, we can be a little more vocal, critical, analytical about what's being um, produced or put Because we have a reference have point. A, exactly. You know, it's like, all right, you, <clears throat> you're learning how to cook for the first time and you think that these are the only ingredients you could use, but we know that we yeah. are other ingredients. Yes. They oh, there are? Oh, I could use, I could, I could make this dish? Yes. They're they just don't. not aware and it's... it's not a, you know. Yeah. So, and that's another reason why um, I felt, that's, I think that's another reason why I gravitated to the hip hop that we, we grew up on, we listened to. Um, or the stuff that you don't get uh, on mainstream media, or that's why I think the whole um, the industry, oh, the industry's garbage, you know. And it is because we, um, for a long time, I listened to whatever the radio told me was dope. Yeah. You know, it just pumped, and I'm like, oh, this is what it is. This, yeah, and then it's what I'm supposed to. It's like. what I'm supposed to like. In the same way that when you see a sitcom and you hear a laugh track. This is where I'm supposed to laugh. Because they're laughing. They're laughing. Oh, this is supposed to be fun. Oh, yeah. Dope analogy. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> you know? it. You hit it on the head. So with that... It's conditioning. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, because this is what we're feeding you, then this is what is the only thing that you should be fed. No, there's other food out there. There's other food. Other nutrition, even better nutrition. Yeah. You're feeding me this McDonald's shit. Mm. But there's other. Mm. And, and people say, yeah, but... You know, an argument I've heard is... Yeah, but none of those rappers, they, this guy sells 5 million, Vanilla I sold 5 million, what does that say? That van, just because he sold Mad Records is better than Illmatic? Yeah. They, they're using yeah. like the success 
but McDonald's sells billions of burgers every day. Yeah. Just because they sell billions of burgers, <laughs> it doesn't mean they're the best burgers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can, they're equating two things that, that, that don't yeah that don't coincide. I hate to go back in time in the '60s, but even the Beach Boys, you know, because okay, I love the Beatles, even the Beach Boys, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, even the Beach Boys when they came out with Pet Sounds. That okay. was a real shift because before then they were doing all these surfer girl songs. Yeah. And that was like, yo, Brian Wilson on acid making fucking beautiful arrangements and music. And, wow. and right? You got to hear Pet Sounds, right? Yeah, I, I got to hear Boom. And then, but when the album came out, it was like a flop because people were expecting the surfer girl song. It was a beach. And they did, they did this, but then now 30, 40 years after, it's considered classic. So yeah. some things are ahead of its time. Yes. So, you know, we're going to look... None of these, like we talked about earlier, these young... Young gonorrhea. What, what are the names little, of these rappers? Uh, young hemorrhoids. Little, little measles. Little measles. You know, we're not going to be bumping that shit 30 years yeah. from now. But we'll yeah. still bump low-end theory. Correct. We'll still... Because that's classic, son. And yeah. I don't care what young kid nowadays tells me different. Yeah, that little pump. We're going to... 30 years from now, this track... It ain't gonna play thirty it's years. It's gonna be in the in the recycling bin of 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 you know yeah. like with all the other shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's true. It's true. No, it makes all the sense in the world. Um, with that, I'm gonna take this opportunity for us to get into our sound clip, our sound sample. I'm gonna bless you, play you with a, sa- a track, um, probably something Elzai, and then we're gonna come back and talk about it on the other end. You down for the mic? I'm down, man. I'm having fun. Oh, head head, bruise beats and eats. Stay tight. Hold it tight. Keep it tight. All the tights. And that was Elzai and Crisis, Jericho Jackson, self-made off the self-titled album. Mike, what'd you think of the track? track was dope, man. Okay. I think those horns uh, was sampled from the same record as... uh... All I want to do is zoom a zoom. Rex in effect. Yep. Right? Uh, Pharrell. I got that record. Yes. That record, I think it's the Malik. It's an old, like, African. The label? Oh, oh, the the sample. The The sample. But anyway, but he flipped it differently. He used, like, a different horn. Yeah. That's the first thing that stuck out when I heard it. (laughs) You know, because I always, like, oh, I heard that before. Yeah, producer's perspective is different than ours. Like, I was going to ask you earlier in the the first um, Beats portion, um, like, what's the first thing that catches your attention uh, when you listen to the song? I mean, besides the fact that most of the time you're going to hear some melody, some type of um, instrument before the, the MC starts to spit or the singer starts to sing... Is that what keeps you in tune? Is that what captivates you? Is the is the music? It does. Okay. You know what I mean, I know a lot of people are more lyrically where they, they pay attention to the lyrics yeah. and what's being said. But yeah, I do gravitate to that. But if the lyrics are dope, it does create kind of like a one. Yeah. You could be like, yo, that's a dope beat, but the, the verse was was whack. Yeah. So, okay, let me just, you literally just focus on the beat. So and I, I, I kind of zone out because I'm so drum oriented. Okay. So I'll, I I could zone out words and just yeah. be, I'm just listening to the beat. Whereas mm-hmm. someone who's lyrically uh, focused would, would mainly 
focus on, on the, the words. lyrics and then the back the, the the beat the rhythm is just something to keep time in the background but if it's the guy spitting dope on the, on the beat then you kind of like then all right let me listen to him yeah but the the, the the my initial focus i think is always the beat the beat okay okay you know that reminds me man can you tell a little story? please do please do that reminds me of wdna you know rhythm yes, rock rhythm back rock. in the days when he first played Saturday night funk he first played i don't know you know these little moments in your life you don't forget mm-hmm. he f- played for the first time and he had it before anybody come clean. Okay. And you heard the boom, 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 boom. And then the beat played. And it was the only time where he was like, I got to bring that beat back. <laughs> I got, he never repeated. He never, yeah, he never played the thing. song twice. That wasn't his thing. But this one's like, I, what am I hearing? <laughs> yeah. This is the rhythm rocker. My mind is blown. He couldn't believe what he was hearing. He was That's like, an example of like, yo. Yeah. That beat, you better spit on that. Say Whatever something. that is. Yes. You know, it's funny. I had a quest to try to find... That's the thing I do now is I try to find the original samples okay. from these songs. Yeah. And I try. I, I found that one. The, the yeah. Rain. It's from this artist called Shelly Mann. Okay. And it's right at the end of the record. Really? It's him going... But then it keeps on going... And he, from here, just got that... Those three yeah. notes and yeah. created a... It's amazing, right? That just taking a little else, bit man. and just... Yeah, just taking something and expounding on it. Premier, really man, he would chop shit like no other. Oh, yeah. His sense of rhythm. He would chop shit like in a way where you, like, I think you had mentioned in a previous podcast, like you knew that was a Primo beat. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It has a signature. Or P-Rock. Yeah. You knew that was a P-Rock beat. Yeah. Nowadays, you don't get that no, much where it's no, like, well, that's no, a signature. Yeah. Timbaland. No, that's a Timbaland beat. Yeah, you could tell it was Timbaland. But you know, know, all those guys nowadays, you can't tell. Back then, it was like, when Premier did a beat, oh, that's Premier. Maybe Premiere does still do beats that sound like old school Premiere. Yeah, yeah. But overall, it's like, I hear some of those beats from those legendary producers now. And it's like, oh, okay, they're dope, they're dope. But it doesn't sound like, oh, but that's a Premiere beat. It don't stand out, yeah. It doesn't carry that name. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. not wearing that 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 uh, that that nameplate on their chain. Like, you know, I used to, back in the days, used to rock the name the nameplate on your chain. It's like, it doesn't carry that their sound now. It's a great sound, like you said. It still sounds polished, clean, or really dirty, their signature. But it's not, it, it blends in. It kind of like yeah. works in and out of everything else you hear. What's your favorite premiere produced record? You know, they got Living Proof. I think Living Proof had the illest beats, though. Living Proof is dope. And J-Ru's first record had dope yeah, beats. Yeah, yeah. The, for the album. The ones... Of course, the Gangstar shit, but... The, well, that's I'm talking about gonna... non-Gangstar. Oh, that's... Where, that he, where he produced the whole album. Like, well, he produced J-Ru the whole album. Well, he only did... He did, he did J-Ru, first two albums. Yeah. And then he did... Um, Group Home. Group Home. Did I know he, he did a lot of other shit, but those are the I ones that like, were most. Yeah, and then I think he did Bumpy Knuckles on one, and maybe um, what's the other dude that used to rhyme? He was part of the militia with with the Guru. Um, the Blue Cheese UMCs. No, <laughs> <laughs> get out, get out! I don't love you. Spin three. Oh, you mean Roy Jones? Yeah, I must have forgot. <laughs> you must have Roy Jones. No, he didn't it, do that beat. No, it was it was Miss Melody because she's Deon, a born again rebel. Dion Sanders must be the money. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. That's Classic the one. Primo. Classic Primo. That is the one. I can, it was right there on the tip of my tongue. But that's what I do, man. I, 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 I'm, I'm a geek with this shit. I, I, I try to get all the original samples from, from, my, from my Golden Era record. Yeah, yeah. You know what I did? Basically, I'm 95% done with People's Instinctive Travels. Wow. All the, and it's a lot of samples. Oh, yeah. Drums that were used. Wow. Just drum breaks. Yeah. Uh, and, and the original samples. Yeah, that's impressive. I just got the other day... Um, uh, um, 
No, not the other day, a couple months ago with the One Love original. Heath okay. Brothers, which is yes. hard. It's hard to come by that record. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So I, 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 that's that's my little thing now. So nice. I, I, I'm doing People's Instinctive, and then I have most of Low End Theory. Okay. The original sample. Yeah. But it's just the thing is, there's some samples they use that are pretty common. Sly and Family Stone. Yeah. I kind of, I'm sorry, I spit. Sly and Family Stone, and you could, but there's somewhere it's like, oh shit, it's rare funk band from Ohio that it, yeah. it costs like $300 if you want an original really? pressing of it. Wow. Like just... Well, wait till you come across the one that has that one sample from some Cuban dude in Miami yeah. that whose album never left the state. And Sueco. It's Sueco. You gotta peep it. Not Sovaco. It's Sueco. Yo, you know who's ill too? Le Sad Sof... Uh, this artist named Sophie from Puerto Rico. Okay. Just dr- like these ill horns. Yeah. I think you ever heard that RJD2 song? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, back in the day, yes. he got that from this this Sophie from it. it's like a Puerto Rican really? and he 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 sampled a, a few Spanish. Well, you know, you know, who samples a lot of Spanish records Who's that? going back. Beat nuts. They do a lot. Of, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They do a lot. Yeah, of, heavy. Whether it's the flutes or the strings or some horns, love yeah, that shit. They're heavily influenced on that. Boom. So you dug the um, Jericho Jackson. Oh shit, that's outside. right. We never got to talk about the song. <laughs> We went off on a tangent. Shit was dope, man. Dope lyrics. I don't understand how he has the breath control. Yeah. At my old age, with all the herb I've smoked, I have to like do takes because I run out of breath. Punch me in. Punch me in, doc. Punch me in. Too much. That's one thing that impresses me, man. The breath control. That's an art. It is. In in its own. It is, man. It's you think that these people have several lungs because of the capacity that they have to go ahead and continuously, you know. Produce these words from their mouth and and when to breathe and when to like without yeah you know, that small that. instance where it's not it's a long enough drop, oxygen correct you know. to to help you propel into the next five or six seven words without he, doing that um, that long drawn breath and it's funny because I, you know now that we talk about I don't know if you've ever maybe you might have some insight on this I know that there's times where I hear albums from rappers that they leave that in that, that well I, I did a track that it you hear the breaths okay but and he the 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 engineer was like you hear the breaths and then he took it off okay and it sounded artificial because Mm. it would sound like space and then i say the word it sounds like an edit yeah it's almost like the breath helped it okay to make it sound more natural yeah because you you hear see the real edited where it's like uh, you don't hear the breath in between words yeah but and, and and there was one verse i did that it was so much lyrics then I'm like, <laughs> and you hear the, like, I'm desperate. I should have made this beat at a lower tempo. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> it's too much. How many BPMs are so, on this thing? Respect to the lungs of, of what's his name? Of Elzai. <laughs> yeah, respect to the lungs of Elzai. Dope. Elzai, Crisis, Jericho Jackson. Check it out. Like I said, if you have the Anchor app, you can hear the sound clip. If you don't have the Anchor app, whether you're listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts, do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube. Go on Spotify. Look up Crisis and Elzai, Jericho Jackson. That was self-made. And UMCs. Blue cheese. <laughs> yes. Look, look it up, fellas. Bruce Beats and the Podcast. Yay.
Bruise Beats and Eats, the podcast. Old Head Ed, still with you. Brother Mike, still with me. And now we're going to get into the segment, the, the last segment. We're going we're gonna to wrap this thing up nice and tight like a burrito. Why? Because it's the Eats segment. And with that, Brother Mike, what's your favorite dish? What do you like to uh, enjoy when it comes to food? I like exotic cuisine. Okay. I mentioned in the front of the podcast. Early on? That I like... It was a, 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 sa- a sauteed kangaroo, kangaroo pouch. pouch. Very Correct. tender meat. Okay. Y'all don't know. You From know, under. Because I've heard your podcast before and you're talking about, oh, you've eaten this and eating that. Yes. You guys think you're all highfalutin. You know, with, with your, your choices and I'm options. I'm trying not to come off that way, but obviously this is something we've accomplished. So with that matter, you're here to bless us with all the exotic. Kangaroo sauteed orangutan fried earlobes. <laughs> you ever had that? It's crispy, son, and the, the orangutan earlobes. Does that come with a ramalad? Yes. Is there a ramalad? Yeah. Like 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 or is it a jus? It's a ramalad a ding dong. <laughs> what it is. I don't know what rama is, so I have to make a joke. <laughs> ramalad, man. You don't know what a ramalad um, is? Uh, you know. So, wait, cause they, so when you're not eating kangaroo pouch, pouch on, the, on, the, on the Australian tundra. tundra. And, and the, that's where I roll. Oh, that's, uh, that's where you make, that's where you feel most comfortable at. Yeah. Well, it must be hard to produce out there on the Australian chunder. Like, you, like. Platypus bill, it been prepared a certain way. Yes. With um, certain herbs and spices. Wow. Um, uh, <laughs> I was about to say platypus pussy. <laughs> Sauteed platypus pussy. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's the ATM. That is, you should just say platypus. <laughs> Talking about redundancy, ATM <laughs> machine, platypus, right. pussy. platypus, pussy. just say platypus, that's, that's, that's too much, that's too so much. that's what I'm into, man. You know what I mean? Okay, so, okay, nah, nah, but on the real, I've been joking, so don't look up those dishes because they no. don't exist, exactly. Yeah, yeah, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> people are gonna be looking it up. Yo, man, this guy was talking about orangutan pouch, no, the earlo- pouch. it's the orangutan earlobe, <laughs> deep fried. I lost track of that little bullshit, but no, but on um, food. Man, nothing beats like a, a cafe con leche, right? With some Cuban toast and the bread. Uh, and you dip yeah. it, and the, the butter mixes in with the milk, and it, that. Yeah, that's I, a staple. That's not really a f- meal. Yeah. But it, you, you eat it. And drink yeah, it. and that's something you enjoy. What else? What else, son? You know, I, they mentioned pizza. Pizza's classic, right? Yeah, you can't go wrong you can't with go pizza. Wrong with pizza. Any particular pizza spot that you frequent, or one that. Um, or, maybe a, or maybe a style of pizza, certain toppings. I like the type of pizza that has bread and cheese, and you wouldn't say with a little that sauce. In, sauce it has in sauce in it. Between. That's the one that I prefer. Is it the one that they that they they'll they they'll roll out the dough and they they heat it up so it's being cooked so that you can later eat it, enjoy it, but not too soon because you soon. always you the last thing you want to do is ruin a good slice of pizza with burning your. So if it has cheese and tomato sauce and bread, those are the main components. That you like to see in that your I pizza. I like to see in my pizza. It never never two out of the three though. It's messy when you just have cheese and tomato sauce without the bread to bring it together. It, or you could just eat bread and cheese, but that's like a grilled cheese sandwich. And there's nothing Italian about that. <laughs> we can't post this fucking podcast. What are you talking about? <laughs> I this is this is the routine. I ask my guests what they eat, and you tell me what you eat. So that, so so far we've had several delicacies from other. Right. 
places, right? That exotic you, that, food. You, that you that you've been to or that you've seen on National Geographic, <laughs> and um, and then you've also said cafe con leche. I'm not a big coffee drinker, but I've seen people partake and taking the piece of toast with heavy butter on you it, and try. they kind of um, don't then, knock it, man. Oh no, you I didn't knock it. You no, I was you yeah. Know. I was just saying I was just not a big coffee drinker. <laughs> I was very aggressive in my retaliation. <laughs> well, I think that might be some of that the kangaroo pouch. That's you. what it is. It gets the testosterone levels. The testosterone, <laughs> the testosterone level going. <laughs> so, so besides pizza, pizza. And you know what's interesting? The platypus makes your estrogen levels go up. So there's a counter reaction. Counter reaction. You eat both, and it balances and the, out. Ah. The platypus and the. And the sauteed uh, <laughs> kangaroo pouch. <laughs> Brother Mike. Brother Mike, what can you find? You saw sauteed kangaroo pouch. Uh, kangaroo.com. <laughs> you know, all your kangaroo needs are met there. <laughs> there you go. You want pouches? Go. Okay. You want to get kicked in the nuts? Go. It's <laughs> a service where they kick you in the nuts. <laughs> Just come to your house, the kangaroo. Some people are into that type of shit. Because <laughs> uh, uh, when they kick you, it's a fucking wallop. I can imagine. Some some people are into that. Shit. Pack a kick. The masochist. The pack a kick to the masochist. What about desserts? <clears throat> I like the combination of like ice cream and a hot cakey substance, like a brownie. Okay. Fudge, so you got the cold and then the heat. Yeah. Classic, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like well, a dulce de leche ice cream with the mm. carrot cake. Oh, that's bro. You might name. have you might have something because I I haven't had that, but now that you, just listening to it, I think that that's something I need to try. That combo, yeah, carrot cake that's and, and dulce de leche ice cream. That's a good pairing, yeah, I think. I would definitely. It's a match made in heaven. Yes, yes, match made below the heavens. <laughs> Here with the rest of our crazy friends. Um, what about uh, you know I used to, that's not a bad idea because I usually go I usually go um. I've, in the past, I've done lemon cake with the vanilla ice cream, real basic. But that that dulce de leche with a piece of carrot cake, nice. and then you got the uh, the cream cheese um, frosting on it. Right. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Sprinkle with some bacon bits for a little protein. Tangy. Yeah, a little salt. Balance out the salt. You know, <laughs> if you don't want to go with the salted caramel, that's not bad. That's not bad <laughs> at all. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a warm cake with ice cream. You, you ever had the yeah. molten the molten lava cake? Oh man, yeah, man. Those are good. I love that shit. I might have one on my way out. Actually, I have one in my car waiting for me to, when I leave here. Yes. It might not be in a great shape now because I've been here for a couple hours. But it, yeah. It might be edible. Maybe a liquid kind of. Uh, uh, yes. It. Oh, <laughs> it'll be a. It'll be a malt. A, mal- a malted shake. That's what it'll be. <laughs> but if you have a nice air-conditioned center console, I don't see yeah. why it would. I'm gonna refreeze it. When I okay. Yeah, it takes a whole new shape at that point. <laughs> it does. A whole new shape. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Magnum O. Magnum O. I don't know. I just felt like mentioning his name. I That's wish fine. he was here, man. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, yo, shout out to you, Magnum O. Hell of an episode. The Bodega Chronicles. But, uh, but, so, okay, so wait a minute. So we've discussed exotic foods. Yeah. We discussed the most basic food, which is, co- you know, coffee and some bread being dipped right. in it. And, uh, you so just- complicated and very simple. Yes. You give there's options. If people can't mess with the complicated, you get with the simple. Right. And then as far as desserts, anything warm, cakey. Right. Official word used to describe cake. Right. And something nice and cold. Um, you just add a Y to it, and yes. it, it's cakey. And cakey. Right, right, right. And something cold and ice creamy. It's creamy and cakey. And you introduce it becomes a perfect marriage, a unison. Yin yang. 
The Yin Yang Twins. The Yin Yang <laughs> Whisper Song, right? <laughs> it becomes a unison. Yeah. Anything else you're eating, brother Mike? Oh man, you know churrasco, which a good chimichurri sauce. Okay, you know, rice how, do you, beans. how do you do? How do you take your steak? What temperature? Medium well. Medium well. Yeah, okay. this is all deep stuff we're talking about. Yeah. But listen, um, <laughs> you're right. Is that where we're at? What's, what, 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 what? The, how do you like your steak? Is I'm saying that <laughs> we need to get the research and development department. <laughs> Because I want to know exactly what the temperature is for a medium well take. But you know, it's funny. I say medium well, but I think I just say it out of a habit. It's you just don't basically. Like it. Yeah, just, it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, let me get a medium well medium steak. Medium well steak. What is that again? What no, but it? I think it's when it's like right below bloody. It's it's there's not enough blood, but it's not fully cooked. It's yeah, medium. that's medium. Medium medium well is uh, it has. You like a bloody. Or you no, like no, well no, 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 I've just, I've recently backed off the well done because then I learned that oh. all the carcinogen, you grill something too long, it, it, the, the oh, food well, tends sense. to take in carcinogens. And so I do, I float in that medium, medium well range. Um, definitely uh, medium rare is where you're still seeing traces of blood. And then when you get into the medium and above, it's it's the, the, all color. It's just no red, right. but there's no actual blood coming from it. So churrasco steak, um, rice and beans. Classic, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a staple in the black. It's hard to get a good chimichurri sauce. I had a friend who, like, he knew a good hookup. Really? Like this good, like, Honduran restaurant that had it. It's almost like gold. Okay. He would have it, like, under his jacket. Like, yo, man, I got that good shit. I got that chimichurri, son. Just like, so it was, like, illegal drugs. So that people wouldn't know <laughs> what he was, his dealings were. He would go into, and he had hookups in these restaurants, and he would get Was he jumpy? Was he, was he a little bit jumpy? When chimichurri? He would... No, you know your homeboy. <laughs> No, your homeboy that was selling the sauce, bro. <laughs> it's real out in these streets. Yeah, you know? I mean, man. you know, he might start looking left and right, get a little twitchy. A good chimichurri sauce is, is hard to come by. Yeah. Think. Did you have to go by recommendation? Like, did someone have to recommend you or vouch for you before you purchased chimichurri from him? It's like a fight club type of situation. You oh. have to prove yourself blow to blow. And if you've proven yourself and you've, you've conquered all opponents that were in front of you, you get bequeathed with the chimichurri sauce. As a final reward to say to you, you're part, unless of, you're part of this, unless a steak. And then they do this cross. <laughs> for those, they, who can't for those see, they, they can't see. They, they cross. They, they cross, cross you over. They cross you up. Like on the, like on the basketball court. <laughs> My peoples. What else do we have to say? I mean, it, he gave you options. If, if you want to go exotic, get yourself some kangaroo. Right. Pouch. 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 Not the most, rest. The most tender. The most tender. I heard the tail's pretty good. Is it really? I thought it'd be a lot of muscly. You know, they do. They do stent, tend to prop themselves up on the tail right when they throw that kick. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, I it's, think that ten, it's tough. Me. Yeah, it take. I mean, that's definitely something you'd have to smoke for hours just to give it a little tenderness. I agree. But um, slow roaster. Slow roaster. Uh, chimichurri. Get it from your local dude at the corner store with the long trench coat. He has chimichurri sauces. In his trench coat, right? Yes, yes. But don't look at him straight in the eyes. Right. He doesn't like that. Right. Churrasco steak, medium well. Desserts. Yay. Cake and ice cream. Yeah. Bro, I think you've blessed us with a full palette of meals, oh, man. It's, I, I mean, it's, it's great. <laughs> and, I'm um, hungry now. So with that, <laughs> let's wrap up the eats portion. Old Head Ed. Brother Mike in the house. I'm going back into solitude after this. <laughs> Before Andrew Zimmerman <laughs> and his bizarre foods, we have Brother Mike. Yay. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast.
Nej, normalt.